Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have a really fascinating episode for you today and a really helpful episode. We actually do something in this episode that I have never done on the podcast before, and that is we basically do a mini masterclass like an interactive exercise that you guys can do as you are listening. So if you are not driving or walking, take out a pen and paper or just have your phone on hand and you can follow along in this episode and do these exercises that my guest Jim Quick outlines and you will see where your deficiencies are in your lifestyle that might be contributing to your brain health. So Jim Quick is a renowned brain coach who for 25 years has worked closely with CEOs, executives, celebrities, athletes, students, and super achievers in various industries to enhance brain performance through world-class accelerated learning programs and proven methods for brain fitness. He is the founder and CEO of Quick Learning. He's the New York Times best-selling author of Limitless, Speed Reading and Memory Trainer, and host of the number one Quick Brain podcast. And he joins the show today to talk about basically how to have the best brain possible and how to optimize this incredible machine that we have between our ears. So we start out by talking about how things like negative self-talk and limiting beliefs really determine our reality, basically how thoughts become things. And we talk about why adversity can be a major advantage. And then we get into these 10 lifestyle practices that we can all do to change our brains for the better, including specific neuroprotective foods, supplements, nootropics. We talk about sleep tips stress, the importance of novelty, and so much more. And he's going to have you rate how locked in you are in each of these areas. And then you'll be able to see where you need to fine tune things. I found this to be so interesting. Like I said, I have done episodes on 
brain health before, but never really brain performance. And, you know, we focus so much on exercising our bodies and not so much on exercising our minds. And that is really the most important thing. So I think you guys are going to learn so much. I do have to say, I don't know if you guys would notice this if I didn't bring it up, but whatever. I was getting over COVID when we recorded this. Well, I had just gotten over it, but my voice sounded so weird. I don't know why. It was kind of like high pitched and strained for whatever reason. We know COVID does weird things. And when I listened back to it, I was like, who is this person? Like I didn't recognize my voice. So if you're listening and you're like, what is going on? Who is this new host? No, that's just me getting over the virus. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Jim Quick. And also check out his book and his podcast. These are things that we can all implement easily into our lives for optimal brain health. Enjoy. Welcome, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to talk to you. I always do deep dives into my guests and their work before they come on. And now I think this is going to be so relevant and so applicable to my listeners lives. I definitely have found just through listening to interviews and I got a pre-order of the book as well. There's so much there that I could relate to. But to start, I wanted to talk to you about kind of where your interest in the brain was born. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people could relate to this, but when people see me at events, if there's time on stage, I'll do a demonstration I don't know, something like maybe I'll have 50 people in the audience stand up and pass around a microphone and introduce themselves. And then I'll recall everybody's name, you know, or they'll give me like a hundred random words or numbers and I'll recall them forwards and backwards. But I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's possible because the truth is every single one of your listeners, they could do that and they could probably do a lot more. It's just, we weren't taught. So regardless of your age, your background, your career, education level, your financial situation, your gender history, IQ, but I realized that, you know, it's just, we weren't taught, you know, if you think about the classes in school that we grew up with, a lot of classes are on what to learn, like math and history and science, Spanish, but there are not a lot of classes on how to learn those subjects, right? There was no class on how to focus or concentrate. There's no class on retaining information. You know, they teach you, what, three R's in school? Reading, writing, arithmetic. Remember those? <laughs> Obviously, spelling's not one of them. <laughs> but what about recall? You know, Socrates said learning is remembering. You know, and my inspiration really was my desperation. You know, I didn't grow up thinking I would be a brain coach for the past 32 years. It came out of, like, struggle. When I was five years old, I was in kindergarten class, and I took a really bad fall. I had a head injury, traumatic brain injury, and I was rushed to the emergency room and just covered in blood and just, you know, I, from there I had learning difficulties. I was, you know, uh, my mom became a special education teacher to help me with my learning difficulties. I had poor focus. I couldn't remember anything. I had processing issues. The so teachers would repeat themselves over and over again. And then I would just learn to just, you know, game it and just pretend to understand, but I didn't understand anything. It took me um, three full years longer just to learn how to read like the other kids. I remember when I was nine years old, I was slowing down to class and I was being teased and bullied kind of harshly for it. One particular day and a teacher came to my defense. 
she pointed to me in front of the whole class and said, leave that kid alone. That's the boy with the broken brain. I don't know, that label kind of became my identity. You know, my, that label became my limit. And so every time I did badly in school, which was like all the time, every time I wasn't picked for sports, which was all the time, I would say, oh, because I have the broken brain. And so, you know, I just want to remind people that with struggle comes strengths, you know, with challenge comes change. And if someone who's listening is going through something, some kind of difficulty and demand, I, I feel like that sometimes adversity sometimes can be an advantage, mm-hmm. you know? And so those are my kind of my weaknesses. And, you know, I look, found out ways to, to compensate and to get stronger in those areas. And now that this is what I do, I teach people how to have their best brain possible. You know, I want to build better, brighter brains because I think our minds are, you know, they control everything. Mm-hmm. But your brains, I wrote the book because our we don't get an owner's manual, with, you know, for this incredible technology, you know, this three pound matter between our ears. And it's not always user friendly, you know. And so you wonder why we're plagued with negative thoughts. We wonder why we can't focus. Wonder why we're forgetful. Wonder why, why we can't catch up with all the, you know, all the information that we're drowning in. Mm-hmm. So I show people strategies on how to have a better brain and how to learn faster. And I truly believe anybody can learn these things, you know, and the faster you can learn, the faster you can earn because now, you know, our brains are our number one wealth building asset that we have, you know, but we upgrade other things like our, you know, everyone gets a new phone or then, you know, upgrades their apps or, mm-hmm. you know, new computers or TVs, but we're not upgrading our brains because mm-hmm. we just don't know how. Yeah, that's that's my superpower is just showing people how, how to have better brains so they could go through life with more, more ease and more enjoyment. I feel like people are probably hesitant to do any kind of work on their brain because it's uncomfortable. So I see this a lot just in health as well. Like instead of mm-hmm. doing something that might be uncomfortable, we would rather take a supplement, <laughs> you know, and we're kind of like averse to doing something that might feel different or unfamiliar. Yeah. I, I find that it's in my experience that life is difficult for one of two reasons. Either we're, we're leaving our comfort zone, right? We're, we're, we're going to work out or we're trying to get that new promotion or we're kind of putting ourselves on the line or so life is difficult because we're leaving our comfort zone, but also life can get difficult that we just stay in our comfort zone also. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this idea like being unhealthy is hard and being healthy, you know, and doing the work sometimes is hard and we just have to choose, we have to choose our hard. Mm-hmm. Being broke is hard and, you know, creating wealth is hard and we just, we have to just choose our hard, you know? So, you know, my, my message is for people is that, is that, you know, you can imagine a future that you really want, you know, and I suggest that people start trusting themselves again, but it takes, it takes a decision to do so. There's a quote in my book, Limitless Expanded, that says life is the letter C between B and D, you know, and B stands for birth, D stands for death, life C choice, hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. we are the sum total of all the choices we've made up to this point, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. Like who are we going to spend time with? Where are we going to live? What are we going to focus on? What are we going to eat? What are we going to feed our minds? And I, I truly believe that these difficult times, they could distract you. These difficult times can diminish you or these difficult times, they could, they could develop you. 
mm-hmm. you know, but we always decide. So, you know, every day we have a new chance because we have a new choice that mm-hmm. we can make. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I like to give people options, mm-hmm. you know, things that they could do just to just to trust themselves and to 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 have the the brain they desire and they really deserve. Mm-hmm. I have changed a few things with my eating habits lately that I have shared about, namely really focusing on my protein intake and I have felt so much better since doing this in so many ways, but it can be difficult when it comes to snacking. In the past, I've reached for protein bars that usually have more sugar than protein or things like chips and crackers, things that aren't really satiating. But I actually saw Rachel from Rachel's Good Eats always eating chomps. So I decided to give them a try and I have to say I love them. They're such a good protein snack to grab when you're on the go. They're great for traveling. They're great for work, before a workout, after a workout, working from home, basically whenever your hunger hits. So Chomps really makes snacking simple. Their tasty meat sticks are packed with mouthwatering flavor and only the best real ingredients. Each Chomps meat stick has the protein your body needs. So over nine grams per stick and they don't have any unhealthy additives. They have zero sugar They're low-carb, keto-friendly, allergy-friendly. They don't contain any fillers. So they're just made with natural ingredients that you can feel good about. They also only source from farmers who raise animals humanely and farm responsibly. So they're not only looking out for our animal friends, but they're looking out for the environment too. And they come in nine different flavors. I love the turkey. You can also grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. And you can eat them on your own or you can pair them with something like hummus or hummus and crackers. So you can still get that crunch and so many different ways. So with thousands of five-star reviews, snackers around the world have satisfied their hunger cravings with Chomps. Even better, you can order online and have them delivered straight to your door. So right now, Chomps is offering my listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash blonde. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash blonde. Again, chomps.com slash blonde for 20% off your first order and free shipping. And don't forget to use that link so that they know you guys were sent from the podcast. Hi, I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key, and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Nutrition is a foundational aspect of health. And when it comes to nutritious food, I don't just focus on what I'm giving myself. I also want to make sure that I am giving my dog the most nutritious food that I can, and I want him to love it. So he absolutely loves Sundays for dogs, and this checks all of those boxes. So it's air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. And besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken... 
you will find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger plus disease fighting antioxidants. So Harvey is a wellness doggy. He really has his wellness routines locked in. Dog parents like myself notice health improvements in their pups, including softer fur. Yes. Fresher breath. Yes. Better poops. Definitely. And more energy. And I just love seeing how excited Harvey is before every mealtime. In fact, he comes to find one of us usually five to 10 minutes before either breakfast or dinner. And he is so excited he can barely contain himself. It's adorable. Unlike other fresh dog foods, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Sundays is shelf stable, which makes it easy to feed your dog top quality food and every order ships right to your door. So you never worry about running out of dog food again. Also, Sundays costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because they don't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, which is sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. And we worked out a special deal for my dog-loving listeners. You can get 35% off your first order of Sundays if you go to sundaysfordogs.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash blonde. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. How did you free yourself from that label that you had when you were younger of the boy with the broken brain? Because I would imagine that to a certain extent, and you can tell us to what extent our thoughts and our thoughts about ourselves are going to dictate our reality. So if you are identifying as the boy with the broken brain, that's your reality. And I can just think of an example with myself. I became afraid of flying in 2020 out Mm. of nowhere. And I clung to that label as I am afraid of flying. And so every flight that I went on was terrifying because that was how I was identifying. And I did some work on it. But when I stopped identifying as that, that stopped being my experience. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. And it kind of just, you don't know where that originated from. I remember being on a flight back from the East Coast and it wasn't even particularly turbulent, but for whatever reason, I started panicking and I think Mm. it like dropped a pin in my brain or something where I then thought on some, you know, primal level, this is dangerous. And so then every flight that I had thereafter, I would go into it anxious and I would be anxious about the anxiety and I did everything. I read all the books. I, I learned all about the clouds and the radars and the backups to the backups, which was not the thing to do because then I knew everything that could go wrong. And finally, I came to a place where I was like, this is something that's a part of my life because it leads me to the life that I want to live. I love to travel and go places for work and see my family and have that freedom. And so I have a choice to make essentially like what you were saying. And I chose to stop identifying as that. And do I love every flight? No, (laughs) I don't consider myself a nervous flyer anymore. And so that really hasn't been my experience anymore. Yeah. They they say two of the most powerful words in the English language are the shortest. I am. Yes. Because whatever you put after that is really like your reality Mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, that's a perfect example how our thoughts become things like, you know, the way we think affects how we feel and how we feel affects how we behave and how we behave affects the results we get or we don't get, you know, in in life. But I feel like our our thoughts, it's interesting because we have about 
about 60,000 thoughts a day, you know, and a lot of those thoughts are unconscious. You know, we didn't put them there just like with me feeling I was broken. Like I wasn't born with that belief that I had a broken brain. It was like inadvertently imprinted on me because we were pretty much a clean slate, you know, when we're born. But, you know, we mold our thoughts around our experience, you know, by other people's expectations of us, you know, and their opinions and, and all of that. Change is sometimes hard because, you know, if we have that many thoughts, you know, the, the problem is 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. So how do we make a change in our life, make more money, make a bigger difference, uh, get healthy if the majority of our thoughts, you know, kind of have it set, you know, those thoughts are like our behavior, our beliefs. You know, I, I believe your brain is this incredible supercomputer and your self-talk is the program it will run. So if you tell yourself, uh, let's take an example of what I do. Like if someone says to themselves, I can't remember names, you know, I'm horrible at remembering names. You won't remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to, right? If people truly understood how powerful their mind is, they probably wouldn't say or think something they didn't want to be true. And that's not to say you have a negative thought and it ruins your life any more than just eating that one donut will ruin your life. But if you ate that donut dozens of times a day, every single day, it'll have an effect. You know, so it's it's good to stand guard, you know, to the doors of, of our mind, you know, especially when we hypnotize ourselves. Like we could hypnotize ourselves, not just marketing and media that could give us, make us feel like we're broken or we need to be fixed. Sometimes our own self-talk, you know, I'm not this person, right? And then it just kind of places a limit on, you know, who we are. And if you want to be and do and have and share something different, you know, I think it's it starts with those beliefs. You know, a lot of people have belief like, you know, I'm not, and people at events all the time, like when I'm speaking, they'll pull me aside in the lobby and they're like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I know you're a memory expert. And they'll say something like, you know, I'm just not smart enough. You know, I'm really stupid. You know, I have a horrible memory. And I always say like, wait, wait, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them, right? If you fight for your limits, they're, they're yours. And so auditing that self-talk and just, I think the, to make any kind of change, you know, you need awareness and responsibility, you know, owning, you know, those things, you know, one of the reasons why people meditate, you know, at least for me, I don't meditate to be enlightened. I meditate, you know, to realize not to control my thoughts, but to realize that my thoughts, they don't have to control me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just something very powerful about that, you know? So I would say that, you know, if you find yourself saying something that's not in your best interest, like someone says, like, I don't have a great memory, just catching yourself and just saying, oh, wait, I don't have a great memory yet. Just like adding a, like a little word at the end of that opens up the possibility and the potential that there could be something more. Mm-hmm. And even when people say, you know, I know you're big into, into wellness, like some people, but they'll have a mindset like, oh, I got to work out today. I, I got to eat these, this food. I, I got to meditate or whatever. You know, even changing like a little word, like got to get this change. I like, I get to work out today. Yeah. I get to take some time to myself and just, you know, and meditate or, you know, do something like that or go for a walk. It just changes the way things feel. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like it's a, it's a more wholesome way to kind of nourish ourselves, you know, to our next level, the challenges that we have when, when it comes to biology, Mm -hmm. you know, while I had my traumatic brain injury, I also lost my grandmother 
you know, when I was seven years old to Alzheimer's, you know, and that was really tough. It's interesting, you know, it kind of informed what I do for a living now, those early influences with my challenges in learning and, you know, family and brain health, they kind of put my focus in terms of what's important to me. But yeah, there, there are 10 things that people could do, 10 things that are common sense, but not common practice. Because you're mm-hmm. right. A lot of people want a pill. And I realize that there's no magic pill, but there is a process, you know? And so, you know, we could go through those 10 things real quick and turn this into like a little masterclass for everybody. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I encourage everyone who's listening to maybe take some notes. I'll turn this into an a- activity because I just feel like listening alone is not going to change our lives, you know, until we do something about it, it, nothing really, you know, changes. People could read a book about push-ups, but unless they're really doing the push-ups or the exercises, they're not going to get the results. So yeah, you can make a list of 10 things. And I would ask everyone to just rate themselves. Let's use this as kind of like a, an assessment, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10. How much energy and attention are you putting towards these, each one, right? Because Again, the things I'm going to say are very fundamental. I don't think anyone's going to debate or argue them. But, you know, if you're not focused on like two of them, you're not going to get the results you're hoping for. So in no particular order, number one, I'll say is a good brain diet. You know, what you eat matters, especially for your your gray matter. Mm -hmm. There's a whole area of science called neuronutrition. And there's certain foods that are just more neuroprotective than, than others and, you know, can help you get have a greater mood, help, help you have more mental energy, help with your focus and your stress levels also. Um, certain foods could help mitigate stress in our lives. And you know we need that just because the world we live in nowadays, there's so much stress, emotional stress, global stress, political stress, economic, financial, you know, all that stuff. So some of my favorite, what you eat matters, especially your gray matter. Some of my favorite brain foods, avocados are great, great for the brain. You know, the monounsaturated fat, blueberries are very neuroprotective. Most berries are. I like blueberries, so they happen to be my favorite. Mulberries are, are really great. I, I call them brain berries, right? How are they neuroprotective? So they have certain nutrients, these phytonutrients that like you have oxidation in, in your body and obviously your brain's part of your body, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, foods that have, are high in antioxidants are neuroprotective, you know, and so just, and, and oxidation happens just through living, you know, but also pollution and stress, you know, emotional disturbances, you know, all of that. So do you, are you a fan of berries? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're delicious and they're n- nutritious. Mm-hmm. So they're really good. <laughs> Broccoli is, is great for the brain. High in vitamin K. Another one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Oh, so you're, you're probably good on most of these Amazing. things. Um <laughs> Olive oil is wonderful for the brain. You know, that, you know, that's a big part of the Mediterranean diet that we hear a lot about. If your diet allows eggs, the choline in eggs is good for, for, for brain health. Choline uh, helps you to, it, it, it becomes more acetylcholine, which is good for cognitive health. And then some of my, the rest of my, some of my favorite green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach. Now, some people, again, not everything's for everybody. Everyone's bio-individual. So if somebody hasn't, you know, they have an allergy to, to certain foods or, you know, maybe they need to do a microbiome test, you know, or a food sensitivity test. Mm-hmm. But in general, green leafy vegetables, good. If you eat seafood, like certain, like a wild caught fish, like salmon, sardines, again, your brain is mostly fat. 
So getting those good omega-3s, the DHA that comes from fish like, uh, like salmon, a you know, clean source as much as possible, you mm-hmm. know, sardines, very good like that. Turmeric is good for the brain. Also, if you add that as a, as a spice, it's the uh, curcumin that's in there that has potential anti-inflammatory benefits, you know, as, as well. And there's, you know, inflammation, you know, throughout our body systemically and, but also locally, you know, potentially in our brain. Mm-hmm. Some people suggest that inflammation is kind of the cause for a lot of disease. And so keeping that in check, if you snack on like certain nuts, like almonds, walnuts, particularly again, high in vitamin E, Walnuts kind of look like the human brain. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a science behind that, but just as a kind they of a do, memory actually. trick. Yeah. 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 There's this, you know, just like mnemonic devices, like little memory aids. You know, it's kind of interesting. They say tomatoes is good for your heart. And hmm. if you cut a tomato it has like four chambers, just like, just like your heart. Um, so kind of like a sign of nature, if, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, carrots, if you cut a carrot, it looks like the human eye and they say carrots, the vitamin A, you know, is, is good oh, wow. for, for your eye health and so mm-hmm. on. Um, and then probably everyone's favorite brain food, dark chocolate, not milk chocolate or <laughs> chocolate with a lot of, you know, processed or a lot of high sugar. Mm-hmm. Generally what's good for your, your, your mood is going to be good, generally good for your mind. Mm-hmm. So I mean, those are some of my, some of my, my favorites, obviously on the other side, you know, that's not so good are the high processed foods, right? High, high sugar foods. You know, it's, it's tough nowadays, anything that comes with like a box and has all these different ingredients that, you know, you can't spell or pronounce most of them, you know, I kind of, kind of stay away from. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not about being perfect, right? It's just kind of finding what works, works for you. So first thing, good, good brain diet and people could rate themselves zero to 10, how much energy and effort the past, let's say week did they put towards towards that. Mm-hmm. Number two is something we talked about already, so we don't really have to go into it, but you know, killing ants is good for your brain. And ants is an acronym I got from Dr. Daniel Amen, who's a famous brain doctor. Mm-hmm. Ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. My producer just, just looked at me and she went, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, was yeah, my yeah. reaction. I, think, I heard you on Diary of a CEO and you said killing ants. And I was like, oh, here, my brain is doing yeah, that weird thing again um, where I'm <laughs> hearing something yeah, different. Just reducing <laughs> reducing those uh, automatic negative thoughts. You mm-hmm. know, we talked about the power of our beliefs and keeping it more uplifting and more, more supportive of ourselves. I think part of self-care is just not just eating the best foods and exercising, doing things, but just kind of falling in love with the person in the mirror that's been through so much. And, you know, still standing. And part of it is loving yourself and just like, how would you talk to somebody that you loved? Right. But sometimes in our own mind, you know, we, we do the opposite sometimes. So on a scale of zero to 10, how encouraging part of our, our your own thoughts to, to you, right? Sometimes we have to love ourselves so much that we show other people, you know, how to love us back also, mm. you know? So that's number two. People would rate themselves zero to 10. The third one I mentioned is exercise. The primary reason we have a brain is to control our movements. And so there is definitely a mind-body connection, but there's also a body-mind connection that when we use our body in different ways, it stimulates our brain in different ways because as your body moves, your brain grooves, you know? And so I'm not just saying the, the soul cycle you do a few times a week or the Pilates you do, but it's moving throughout the day. You know, when you move, you create something called brain-derived neurotropic factors, BDNF which is like fertilizer for your brain, you know, fertilizer for neuroplasticity, you know, our, our, our ability to, uh, you know, make new connections 
uh, with our, our brain, neurogenesis, our ability to create new new brain cells, especially in our hippocampus where where memory happens. Yeah, on a scale of zero to ten, how much are you moving? Because they they say sitting is a new smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting all day, and all the blood kind of pools and in, into our body. But just even just you know, when you're moving your body, even if people are listening to this and they're they happen to be on a treadmill or going for a walk or something that's rhythmic, like an elliptical, they'll actually learn it better. They'll understand mm-hmm. it better and 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 uh, retain it better also as well. Are you standing so, right um, now? I can't tell. I am. Uh, I tend that's what to, I thought. I was like, this yeah, is amazing. Yeah, I, just kind of, <laughs> I would love to stand. Uh, if, yeah, if you're watching uh, on video, I have a, like a standing <laughs> desk and it's just my preferred way just to, you know, and I kind of move around a little bit, but I want to make sure I get my steps in because mm-hmm. it's just walking and moving is it's just so important. You know, the primary reason everybody has a brain is to control your movements, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why even as children learning how to crawl and move their body, that's how their brain develops, you know? And so, you know, on, on a scale of zero to 10, how active are we? You know, not, again, not just working out a few times a week and going to the gym, but just like throughout the day. I think I think it's extremely important. So that's zero to 10, that's number three. Number four are brain nutrients. And I just add this in because sometimes we just don't get the nutrients we need from our, from our diet, right? And there's so much research out there, you know, especially the work I do, you know, studying Alzheimer's and brain aging challenges, you know, some of the most important players are like, you know, simple things like vitamin A, vitamin B, C, D, E, selenium, copper, zinc, iron, maybe manganese. Like there's so many things that just our brains need and if you're not getting it because it's not in our diet, you know, we have a kind of fast lifestyle and you're traveling, you know, you're, you know we're eating hotel food or airplane food. It's probably not the most nutrient dense food, mm-hmm. you know, and again, you know, if you really want to know and look at, just look at your numbers, get a nutrient profile done at your functional medicine doctor, you know, because if you're lacking vitamin D, then your, your brain's just not going to perform as well as it needs to. If you're lacking the omega-3s that I mentioned, if you're not, if you're, let's say you don't eat fish, you can get it from like, I would always prefer people get it from food. So you can get it from like flax seeds or mm-hmm. another substitute, but then you might need to supplement. And also there are foods, supplements out there that are just in the area of nootropics, which we could talk about later if you want, just mm-hmm. like certain foods that just help to like help you with your focus, help you have more mental energy, help you put you in a, in a greater mood. Mm-hmm. So those, those are the nutrients. So zero to 10. Number five this is a big one, positive peer group. You know, we realized mm-hmm. that uh, I did a podcast, you know, talking to some researchers that did the largest study on happiness, you know, out of Harvard. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, it was a longevity study actually. And a lot of it wasn't just what they ate and their movement and their exercise. A lot of it had to do with their social connections. Mm-hmm. So we realized that you know, it's cliche, but just like all cliches or some, you know, there's truth there. Who we spend time with is who we become. We have these mirror neurons in our, in our nervous system and they're responsible for imitating the people around us, mostly unconscious. Mm-hmm. And they say we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. You know, if you spend time with nine broke people, be careful because <laughs> you're probably gonna be number 10, you know, but I, I always say to watch this is an acronym. I, I, I speak in kind of these kind of quick tips. <laughs> so it's, it's very memorable, but watch W-A-T-C-H. W is our words. We tend to imitate the words of the people that, you know, our friends, that the words they use, the A are actions. We tend to model the, the behavior of the people. Like whether we smoke has less to do with our, 
biological networks and more with our social networks. Right. You know, if our friends smoke or the, our friends' friends smoke, we're more likely to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So those are A and watch as actions. The T are thoughts, which, we, which we've covered. We tend to have the same thoughts as the people around us. The C is character. You know, we tend to model the moral integrity or the, of the people we spend time with also as well. And then finally, the H are our habits. You know, I believe first you create your habits and your habits create you. You create your habits of eating good brain foods, exercising, you know, you know, optimizing your sleep, prioritizing your sleep, and then those habits create you back. So, but a lot of it, those habits and those thoughts and behaviors and actions come from the people around us. Mm-hmm. So just on a scale of zero to 10, you know, how, you know, we all need people to encourage us, to, to challenge us, to cheerlead for us, to support us. And if you haven't found that person, my recommendation would be to, to be that person, you know, mm-hmm. be that person for somebody else, mm-hmm. especially be that person, you know, for yourself. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, and sometimes it's the people close to us, maybe their fr- family or friends that are the energy vampires in our life, you know, and they're siphoning energy and motivation from us, you know? So, but I, I think it's, uh, it's important to choose like our peers yes. like we can love our family, but we could choose the people that have like influence in terms of mm. how we feel about ourselves and, you know, and, and our actions and, and everything else. I am probably one of the few people who actually really enjoys daylight savings time. I love going to bed early. So in the winter, when it gets dark earlier, I actually love that because I feel justified in getting ready and unwinding around, I don't know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. And I have to tell you, the coziest part of my routine that I absolutely love is my magnesium latte. So you guys probably know because I show this on Instagram a lot, but during the summer, I like to drink it cold. Now that things are cooler, it's getting dark earlier. I like to make it hot. So I do macadamia milk or sometimes I do water and I do a scoop of the Ned Shuddai chai and it is like the most warming, nourishing ritual before bed. And of course, it helps me to sleep so well. So Shadai Chai is a mellow super blend latte for sleep that combines adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium. So really a combination of the best ingredients out there wrapped in this heavenly masala chai inspired spiced body. So think cinnamon, clove, ginger, all that good stuff. And it doesn't just set you up for amazing sleep. It has ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha that are deeply nourishing to your body. So you're getting a ton of additional benefits as well. As with all of Ned's products, it is crafted from the highest grade single origin ingredients, ethically sourced from some of the world's best small scale farms. And it will just help to calm your nervous system, nourish your senses and send you peacefully off to dreamland. I found that one of the unexpected benefits of the magnesium latte is that it kind of curbed my nighttime sweet tooth. So I've always been somebody who likes to have something sweet after dinner. There's nothing wrong with that, but I have noticed such a huge difference in the quality of my sleep when I don't have dessert versus when I do, and also just how restored and rejuvenated I feel in the morning. So that is just a side. If you are finding that you cannot get off the desserts and you're finding that they are disruptive or it's a habit that you want to change, I definitely recommend 
trying this. So discover how Shut Eye Chai can revolutionize your sleep and get 15% off with the code BLONDE. Go to helloned.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash blonde to get 15% off. Sweet dreams. Last week on Instagram, I shared about how much I have been loving Armra Colostrum. I'm sure you guys have seen this all over the internet and wondered if it is legit or not. I definitely was a skeptic, but wow. I have to say, since incorporating it into my daily routine, I think around two months ago now, I have noticed so many benefits. And when I shared about it on Instagram, I got countless DMs from people who said that it was a total game changer for them as well. From things like gut health, I got a lot of messages about how much thicker people's hair is since they've been drinking Armour Colostrum. And I got messages about improved skin. And these are all things that I have noticed in myself as well. So if you're wondering what colostrum is, it is the first nutrition that we receive in life. And it contains all of the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. So Armour Colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed benefits. So among those are it can help to reduce inflammation and puffiness in your face and neck. It can stimulate stem cells to produce collagen and increase elasticity for plumper skin. It protects against UV damage, chemicals, and pollutants from the environment. So it can really help to clear blemishes for a glowy complexion. It also fortifies gut health and it can replenish your microbiome, repair the gut wall architecture, and block irritants that can trigger symptoms like bloating, constipation, and IBS. It can help with fat burning. It helps with fitness performance and recovery. So, so many benefits. And if you are concerned about the sustainability aspect, Armora Colostrum is sourced from grass-fed cows from their co-op of dairy farms in the U.S. And they strictly source from only the surplus supply of colostrum after calves are fully fed. Also, unlike most colostrums that use heat pasteurization that depletes nutrient potency, Armra uses their proprietary cold chain biopotent technology. So this purifies and preserves the integrity of those hundreds of bioactive nutrients while removing casein and fat to guarantee the highest potency and bioavailability of any colostrum available on the market. So we have worked out a special deal for my audience. You can get 15% off your first order. If you go to tryarmra.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash blonde. And I have to add this as well. I think that goes for the inputs that we expose ourselves to as well, who you follow on social media, what podcast you're listening to, what what yeah. shows you're watching. Like we have so much information constantly, you know, all day and we can't control all of it, but we can control a lot of it. And I think that, yeah. you know, this is a whole other conversation, especially with social media, but I regularly yeah, no, I, go I, through I, my following and unfollow yeah. And like, it's so freeing. 
if I feel bad looking at anyone's content, I unfollow. And it's that simple. Yeah. And I think it can be sometimes that simple. It's not always easy, but it Mm -hmm. it could be that simple. You know, I posted this on social media recently, just like, you know, you, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. (laughs) You know, you could change. So like, you Mm -hmm. know, and so I, I think it's, yeah. And some of those people could be like, you know, the people in your life could have good intentions, mm-hmm. you know, they could love and care about you, but maybe, you know, they said, always saying, why are you always listening to those podcasts? You know, why are you reading those books and doing those things or drinking that, you know, green juice, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, but maybe deep down, they don't want to lose you because you're growing, right. You're making progress or maybe, you know, they don't want you to get your hopes up, whatever. People could be sincere, but they could be sincerely wrong. But I, I agree. It's not just the people, it's any input you know, social media, like what we're feeding our, our minds, mm-hmm. you know, on a regular, what we're watching. Yeah. So all, all of that, it's like, you know, have, have a positive group of people that, you know, that kind of make you feel good about yourself. And number six is a clean environment, very simple, but our external world tends to impact our internal world. You know, I don't know how you are, but like, mm-hmm. if everything's messy in your environment, sometimes it leads to more of a chaotic mind. I and- cannot I can't deal with a mess. I can't deal with a messy car. (laughs) There's something I've been in recovery for almost 10 years. And I learned early on, they were like, the state of your car is the state of your life and your mind and everything. So if you drive up here and your car is like a mess, then you got some things you need to work on. That was what I was taught very early. Yeah. And it's also where, you know, it could be our car. It could be like, you know, where you work. It could be, Mm -hmm. you know your bedroom, you know, I just feel like we need to Marie Kondo our mind, <laughs> you know, even like when you look at your computer and you, everything you, you, if you put everything in the right file folder, then you have clarity of thought. Yeah. Right. And so clean environment, zero to 10. And I don't, and not just organi- organizing as a chaotic environment could lead to more chaos, you know, in, inside, but also like clean water, clean air, right. Just like clean Sometimes in office buildings or in school, they use the cheapest kind of lighting and, you know, it affects the fluorescent lighting, mm-hmm. you know, it might not be so good for your eyes, you know, over, over time. And so, you know, it's never perfect because we live in, you know, you know, we live in big cities, but, you know, whatever you could do, maybe it's, you know, getting an air purifier or something to, to have a cleaner environment. Even, you know, there's research that shows that furniture off gases, neurotoxins and, and carpets and stuff like that, depending on how they're treated. So yeah, it just says having a clean life is possible. It's not, and again, there's nowhere that you're going to find, you know, anywhere that doesn't have these plumes in the air and the water, but just doing what you can to just, you know, control what's, what's coming inside our system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's clean environment. That's number six. So zero to 10 kind of rate yourself. Number seven this is probably the biggest one sleep. You know, My when you don't get a good night's sleep, <laughs> how are you functioning? How's your brain functioning the next day? Yeah. How's your focus? How's your ability to kind of persevere and solve problems and remember things? Uh, are you a good sleeper or is it? Yes, I, I'm a good sleeper. I'm, I have great sleep hygiene. I'm off my phone early. I read wow. before bed with, you know, amber light and like, <laughs> oh, so you have, know all. I do all the things because sleep is my foundation because if I'm not getting good sleep, 
everything else, like the wheels are falling off, you know, between my mood, I get anxious if I don't sleep enough. Like you're saying my attention, my memory, my focus, that's all off. My appetite is all over the place, energy all over the place. So I need eight hours or, you know, I I can function. I've learned to function on a little bit less, but eight hours is like my goal each night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not just the, the, the amount of hours of the sleep, but it's also the quality of you know, its quantity, certainly eight hours. And also the quality, especially of your deep sleep and your REM sleep, mm-hmm. the deep sleep. And some people use wearables or they have some way of, you know, sleep tracking, but the deep sleep really is, and I'm over summarizing this, but just it's more complex than this, but the deep sleep is where our bodies are rejuvenating and recovery. And our REM sleep is like, our, like our minds, how well our minds is going to be able to bounce back and, you know, perform the next day. So, you know, for me, some of the most important things you could do for sleep, and we do this on, you know, we have done 20 episodes probably on our podcast about sleep hygiene and optimizing sleep, direct sunlight first thing in the morning. So very important. Your eyes are the the part of your brain that's outside of your skull and seeing the sunlight, not through like windows, because it could, windows could filter out some spectrum of light, but even if it's hazy outside or cloudy, you'll still get the benefit you know, even 10 minutes, you know, first thing in the morning is so good to reset your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sensitive to caffeine. So I, I tend to not do anything with caffeine past like 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. because it could stay in your system, you know, 10 hours. And so I'm not one of those people, so I, don't know, I don't know how you are, but some people I know could have an espresso like before they go to bed and I'm no, just no. like very oh, jealous. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way. I do my 10 minute breath work in the morning outside first thing. Then I do a matcha. And mm-hmm. if I do any more than that, I feel like I am on cocaine yeah. to be totally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I it's good it. that you, it's good that you know yourself because everybody has to find, you know, where, where they are. You know, for me also, you know, we would know it's, I mean, think about it as hunter gatherers, we would know it'd be time to go to sleep because there'd be a dip in two environmental factors. It would be a drop in temperature and a drop in lighting. Mm. You know, and you already alluded to the the light situation, but just, you know, it, it, one the devices definitely interrupt people's sleep patterns because think about what they're looking at. You know, especially we talked about scrolling. They're they're like sometimes depending on who they're following and what the algorithm is, you know, it mm-hmm. could be a lot of doom scrolling. And that's not the, it kind of puts you in that fight or flight. And when you really need to get in that parasympathetic, that rest, that digest. So that, that's one thing, the content itself that people are looking at, but also, you know, the, the light that comes off the screen. What about a Kindle? Yeah. I mean, I guess there's good, better, and best, you know, I mean, any, some people suggest that any form of light is going to potentially disrupt our sleep and um, cannot help us to, to create that melatonin mm-hmm. that help us to be able to rest and relax. I mean, obviously there's nighttime settings, you know, on your devices, night mode. Some people use candles or more fireplaces, kind of like more organic ways. Other people use like glasses that block out some of the blue light, but it's not just the blue light. It's like, because we, 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 and so for people who aren't familiar with what we're talking about, it's like, if you're looking at your screen, sometimes with the light, it tricks your mind into thinking it's still daylight. And so you don't produce the melatonin to be able to relax and you kind of phase into that sleep, you know? So in a perfect world and nobody again is perfect, uh, but these are the principles and behind every principle, there is a 
there is a promise. The, the darker and the cooler, the better. And it's hard with modern conveniences because, you know, you could have a thermostat that is set at a certain temperature. It doesn't have to change, you know, the lighting, obviously, you know, we have a lot of light everywhere, but just consciously making the choice of saying, Hey, you know, and that's where it's so cold where you're freezing and shivering. Cause that would be, that's not going to help you sleep either. Cause mm-hmm. you're going to be you know, very distracted and uncomfortable. But even if you take a warm bath or you go into a sauna at night, you know, you heat up, but then when you get out of that warm bath, um, then your core body temperature drops. And that's the physiological effect you're looking for to create melatonin, you know, on your own, instead of having to supplement with it, mm-hmm. you know, so darker, cooler, the better, but those are just simple things that people could do. Other, other people like, you know, some people like having white noise or something there, for me, I just do like a little yoga nidra kind of breath work and it just like, you know, I'm out, you know, and so that, 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 that works for me. Mm-hmm. And also if you take that bath, if you put some like Epsom salts in there, that, that magnesium, you, yes. you absorb transdermally, which is, which is helps you to relax also, mm-hmm. also as well. Yeah, yeah, I do what, that what, too. And then I do the spray, magnesium spray oh, wow. on my so you feet. Do the top of you. <laughs> oh, so you're di- you're all dialed. Hitting myself that, from great. all angles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's obviously working, right? And yeah. you know, trying to explain to somebody who doesn't prioritize their sleep, mm-hmm. they're kind of erratic and they just other the other thing is staying on a on a schedule, like mm-hmm. even on weekends. And I go, I know again, it's not always perfect. Some people are night workers, they have to do night shifts, but to the degree we could you know, most people have an alarm to wake up. If you had an alarm to say it's time to go to bed, you know, and it's your brain and your, your sleep rhythms, they, they love staying on a, on a structure. Mm-hmm. So if we could do that, but that's why it gets messed up when we, when we, you know, you're mentioning how much you travel and, mm-hmm. you know, jet lag and time zones and sleeping in hotel rooms, you know, foreign environments, you know, there's this potential unconscious, you know, angst around like, where am I, you know, and, that kind of thing. So anything you could do again, you know, it's, it's a balancing act for sure, but sleep has to be one of the most important things you could do for, for your brain. And so if people could rate themselves the past week, zero to 10, you know, how much energy effort, how good is this sleeping? And then finally eight, nine and 10, eight is brain protection. Very simple, you know, wearing a helmet, you know, when you're on your bike or, you know, kind of reducing the extreme sports. You know, I've, I've had three head injuries before age 12 and I could say, your brain is, you know, and I work with a lot of people with TBIs and concussions and sports, your brain is resi- resilient, but it's also very fragile, mm-hmm. you know, so protect your brain. Mm-hmm. So zero to 10, how well you're protecting your brain. And some people would say also for EMFs, electromagnetic fields, you know, it's still, the research is starting to come out. And I, I did an episode uh, with Mercola on this a few years ago, but you know, our devices, they emit, you know, a lot, a lot of different uh, um, electrical impulses and, and wavelengths. And maybe, you know, our brain is bioelectrical. Maybe it's not the best thing in the world to have these things so close to, to our brains. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really troublesome because a lot of teenagers sleep with their phones, like right underneath their, their pillows. Right. And, and we just don't know the long-term effects of, you know, of, of how people are, her, you know, a, a potential, uh, you know, negative mm-hmm. implications of it. Um, and then finally, nine and 10, nine is new learnings. Just like how you want to give your, your body novelty, you want to exercise it. It's so important you exercise your mind. 
you know, and, you know, some people, the two biggest drops that we see, and we have students, we have the largest online academy for accelerated learning. We teach speed reading, memory enhancement, you know, focus, all these areas that's not taught in school. But the two biggest drops usually in cognitive performance happen uh, when people graduate school and when they retire. And think about it, when you graduate school, sometimes people associate, oh, my education's done, so my, my learning's done, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when people retire, they don't use their mental faculties, you know, as much, you know, and they retire their, their mind. And unfortunately their, their body is not far behind. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a longevity study. It was called aging with grace, a beautiful name. The nuns. Um, they took the, yeah, the nuns, these yeah. nuns were living 80, 90 and above. And they wanted to find out what was the key to their long life. And they found out half of it had their, it was their emotional faith and gratitude, but the other half, they were lifelong learners. They were reading every single day. They're having deep discussions and debates, you know, and they're doing all these things to be mentally active. And because of it, it, they had, it added years to their life and then also life to their years. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm probably preaching the choir because your listeners are probably a 10 out of 10, you know, in terms <laughs> of learning, but just a reminder, you know, your brain grows with novelty and nutrition, just like your, your body, you give it, you exercise it with novelty, stimulus, and then you give it the things it needs to be able to, to grow. And same thing with your mental muscles, you know? And I think the number one thing people could do is reading. You know, reading is to your mind what exercise is to your body. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage people to, to probably most people need to read more. And most people don't because they're not good at it. You know, they fall asleep, they're distracted, you know, their mind wanders, they read a page in a book and forget what they just read. And mm-hmm. that's why... You know, I, I feel like reading is a skill and it can be improved by anybody. But the last time we took a class called reading, you know, we're probably six years yeah. old. Right? <laughs> I feel so like you just have to find, you have to find something that you love. Like yeah. Find a genre and that's what I, love, I, that's find... a great idea. Like, yeah. I think you, you know, read what you love until you love what you read. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, we put in my Instagram a link and on there, one of the buttons is a free masterclass on reading. So in one hour, you'll double your reading speed with better wow. focus and better comprehension. And so people could just, you know, go go there. And, and if you're not on Instagram, you could just go to jimquick.com forward slash more, mm-hmm. K-W-I-K. My last name really is Quick. I didn't change it. <laughs> I'm going to teach some reading, but not. It's, yeah. it's so on brand. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's my father's name, my grandfather's name. And then the last thing I'll mention, which is probably, you know, very, very important, but probably invisible until we presence it is, is stress management. You know, chronic stress has been shown to shrink the human brain, you know, and so what are we doing in this very stressful world? You know, what are you doing to cope with stress? Because you're right. Like, like when we're, when we're stressed, we don't make the best choices, you know, of what to eat and what to do. We're not performing our best. We're in our survival brain and it told us hostage from our executive functioning, from our creativity, from our ability to solve problems. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, you know, maybe it's body work, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's meditation, but we need activities that we could, you know, have on demand when we're getting in that kind of, you know, anxiety you know, stay. Do you have something you, you do like a ritual to be able to? Yeah, I'm big into meditation. So I nice. started doing TM like 2018. Um, oh, wow. And that really transformed my life in so many ways. And then I became interested in other kinds of meditation. So meditation is like kind of a non-negotiable for me. And it goes back to something that you were talking about earlier, where 
you know, I think there's a misconception around meditation, maybe not as much now because so many people talk about it, but you go into it thinking you have to shut your brain off. And for me, the most powerful thing was to just observe my thoughts because we connect to our thoughts and and we confuse our thoughts with fact, I think, so often. And so that was like one of the most transformative things about meditation for me. So I do that. I, I go for walks. I take baths. Like that part of my life is pretty locked in. But again, out of desperation, you know, because that's kind of my thing. You know, everyone has their yeah. area and I'm super sensitive. You know, the studio lights make me feel like brain fried. Like I'm that kind of person. Like I can't watch mm. TV at night because like then I don't sleep. Like I don't know how I used to be a partying drug addict functioning partying drug addict, you know, for years, because now I'm like, nope, can't eat after six o'clock. So when I got sober, I just really got into like self-care and I'm not regimented, but I do these things that feel very nourishing. I, I, I love that. And so whatever everybody could, you know, find what works for them. You know, some people it's being out in nature, you mm-hmm. know, and that helps them to disconnect so they could reconnect to, you know, themselves. But sometimes we don't realize how much stress we're under, you mm-hmm. know, until we do take some time off and then just realize that, you know, the, the, our bodies and our our brains are part of our bodies, not meant to be in that stress state all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and so we need opportunities to be able to, to be able to rest and digest. And, and I, I really feel like if you don't make time to meditate, like somebody the other day was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. I have no time to meditate for 10 minutes. I'm like, you know, you need to meditate for like an hour if yeah. you're that stressed out. Because sometimes we feel burnt out. You know, I tell people, you know, sometimes we feel burnt out not because we're doing too much. Sometimes we're burnt out because we're doing too little. Right. The things that nourish us, the things that make us come alive, the things that that are most important, that light us up, mm. you know. And so whatever we nourish flourishes, you know. And so I just feel like it's so important to take time for ourselves, you know, to, to even have like a little brain break. You know, they, they say... I have this like tomato, if people are watching some video, a little tomato cooking timer, but we teach something, you know, called the Pomodoro technique, which says that, Hey, you can only maintain your level of focus for maybe 30, 45 minutes. But after that, there's a dip, right? Mm -hmm. There's a drop in your ability to concentrate and, and just taking like a five minute brain break, you know, every, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, it just to just rejuvenate and recover, right? You know, so you come back refreshed and, you know, and doing three things, move your body, you know, uh, hydrate, you know, I see you drinking water. I have my water here. Just staying hydrated can boost your reaction time, your thinking speed upwards of 30%. Hmm. But even a 2% drop in hydration could severely, you know, impair your, your cognitive performance. Which is how we wake up, right? Yeah, because <laughs> we could lose a pound of water just at, at night, your respiration Whoa. and perspiration. You know, so getting yeah. that water, even before your, your coffee, Yeah. you know, they say you want to spend, you know, when you wake up, you wait at least like 90 minutes before you have your first cup. So you don't have that big crash, mm-hmm. you know? So before, cause like, you know, some of these things are the drinks, whether it's alcohol, coffee, it could, it could actually take water out of your system and having structured water with a little lemon or a little sea salts or electrolytes, you know, so very important for, for your brain because your brain is like 75% water, like the rest of your body. 
Right. You know, so obviously, so you know, my brain break, I move, get some hydration and also maybe some breathing exercises, you know, just to kind of clear those mental cobwebs that could kind of build up. Sometimes when we're slumped in our chairs or we're reading, <laughs> sometimes we're tired just because our diaphragm is collapsed and the lower yeah. one third of your lungs actually absorbs two thirds of the oxygen. So, you know, it's, it's wow. important to do those deep diaphragmic breaths to kind of get back into your, your brain and body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- those are the 10 things. And I just say that because you mentioned, you know, everybody was once like that pill, that, that limitless pill, yeah. right. You know, but you know, like it's, if you do everything and not get a good night's sleep, you know, how do you perform? If you do all this and you're stressed out of your mind, if you do all this and you're around energy vampires that are always just kind of stealing your vitality or you ate a big processed meal and you're always in a food coma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, these little changes. So I would, I would challenge anybody who, you know, if you have anything that's kind of on the low end and your assessment, maybe you have some fives or, you know, hopefully not less than five, you know, then you put your energy and attention towards that and get back into balance, get back into more, more harmony for your, Mm -hmm. your brain. Amazing. Well, I love that exercise. I love that we did that because I'm a big believer in taking inventory, you know, and that's like another recovery thing. They're like, a a business can't be successful if it's not regularly taking inventory. So I really believe in, in looking at these things and just noticing deficiencies and where things could improve and maybe what I need to like, let go of a little bit, such a simple, powerful thing. And I think all of this is, it's kind of simple yet powerful. And it's common sense, mm-hmm. but the, you know, the problem is common sense is not common practice. So maybe, yeah. you know, people who are listening to this, they just get a reminder of what they're doing when they're doing it great. You know, when you are prioritizing your sleep or you do make those choices, because going back to like, like, you know, life is the letter C between B and D, B is birth, D is S, C is choice. We have these choices all the time of what are we going to feed our minds? You know, who are we going to spend time with? What are we going to eat that day? You know, when are we going to go to sleep and you know, how are we going to look at stress and cope with it and all those different things. And I just think those little things add up to big things mm-hmm. You know, because little by little, a little becomes a lot. And, you know, I was listening to a, a conversation you were having and talking about the power of consistency and it's, it's so important. It's not like you don't go to the gym one time and, you know, and just work out great hours and then that you're done for your, the rest of your life mm-hmm. any more than any other area of your life. You don't just have a great night's sleep and, so if you're persistent, you get to achieve it. But if you're consistent, you get to keep it. And I just love the power of just daily rituals, you know, morning, you know, having a routine in the morning, having a routine at work, having a routine at night, you know, just simple things where you could just kind of take ownership of your day and just kind of see your feedback. You know, when you eat something that's just kind of off, just, just get it into your body and just, and then how's that make you feel when you're around those people? How, how's that make you feel about yourself? When you're scrolling here, do you feel more inspired and more focused or do you feel more distracted and more depressed, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, t- exactly what you said, taking that inventory, you know, getting a sense, checking in with yourself, like you would check on a friend that you cared about, you know, and then just not beating yourself up. There's research that suggests, you know, if you just beat, if you beat yourself up because you missed a workout or you just didn't, you know, you didn't do your, you know, TM that day or whatever, you think that, Sometimes we do it, we think like we're going to fall more likely to follow through if we're hard on ourselves, but actually it's the opposite. Research suggests when you're kind to yourself and say, you know, I'm human. I had a really kind of lousy day today, you know, so I missed this or this and I'll do better. Then you're more likely to follow through. Hmm. So 
So, you know, again, self-care is not, is not selfish. Yep. You know, it's hard to pour from your cup. You know, some, some people listening, like you're the person your friends go to, or your coworkers go to your family, your siblings go to when there's everything. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to pour for an empty cup. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would rather you overflow your cup. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And my friend, Lisa Nichols says like, she overflows her cup and whatever's caught in the saucer, that's what she pours from, <laughs> you know, and it's just kind that. of puts a picture in your mind. I mean, yeah, just be, be, you know, being a good example for the people around us. We can't change them always. It's hard enough to just change ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, you know, our results could do our speaking for us. And I think yes. we, we could attract people and encourage them and be an example. For sure. Yeah. Another recovery thing. Attraction, not promotion. <laughs> you definitely oh, wow. get yeah, more yeah. people by being a living example than trying to, you know, preach to somebody essentially. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the life we live are the lessons that we, we teach. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's not just, you don't say it, you show it, right. You know, mm-hmm. it, you don't have to promise it. You can just prove it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big, you know, you could think really big, but take small steps mm. again, inch by inch. It's a cinch, you mm-hmm. know, yard by yard. It's, it's just way too hard. You know, and so just think little things because consistency compounds little by little, a little becomes a whole lot. You know, you have a lot of your acronyms and your sayings and everything in Limitless, but I feel like we yeah. need just a book, of just yeah. <laughs> all the sayings because they're great and you can remember them, which you said is Yeah, I mean, it. purposely, you know, I, I, design, I design, you know, some of these phrases so they're sticky yeah. and just they're, they, they, they stay in people's minds. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like so many people hear something and they just forget it. Yeah. You know, there's this horrible forgetting curve. You hear it on a podcast. And I would just remind people that for every hour you spend listening to something, you know, or learning something or reading something, I think we have to spend an, that same hour putting it into play. Yeah. You know, and yep. scheduling it. And so I would challenge everyone who's listening is to like, you know, think of one thing out of the, what we've talked about. Like, you know, maybe I'm just going to, hey, I'm going to set an alarm to go to sleep like that or i'm gonna just say put my phone in my bathroom tonight Mm -hmm. you know or i'm just gonna like you know i'm gonna read 20 minutes a day or whatever you know and and post it you know like like take a screenshot of wherever you're consuming this right now you know tag us both so we get to see it and then share in that post you know one thing you're gonna do for a better brain Mm -hmm. uh, i'll actually repost some of my favorites because i'll see it because you tag us and i'll actually gift a couple of copies of the new book you know to to uh, people in your community just as a thank you. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, you guys have some homework to do. I'm going to do it as well. <laughs> so I'm I'm in on this too. Just thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. I think that this episode is going to help so many people and your book is amazing too. So if you're listening and you're scoring fives or even eights oh. or nines, just go out and get Limitless um, and tell everybody where they can find you. They can find the book at limitlessbook.com. We have a podcast, upwards of 350 plus episodes. They're only 20 minutes long. So if people love to binge listen. You can just search my name and whatever, you, or even YouTube. We have a good over a million subscribers there. You can join us there and just get plugged into like just some daily reminders of these things. We also created a quiz uh, that I'm so proud of. There, I realized that there are four brain types, cognitive types, and I used animals as an analogy. And so... You could take this quiz in four minutes. It's free, nothing to buy. But um, once you understand your brain animal, 
it informs all of your learning and all of your like leadership, all your creativity, all your focus. And I give you a detailed map to follow, to read faster, to improve your memory based on your animal. So if you just remember the word code, C-O-D-E, these are, these are the animals. The C is the cheetah. I don't know if you know somebody who's a fast acting, they have strong intuition, they thrive and adapt in fast-paced environments. The O in code is the owl, which is your logical owl. They love data. They love facts and figures, and mm. they love doing research. The D is the dolphin, and these are your visionaries. These are people who could see the future and you know, kind of paint a picture that others can't see. They're great at problem solving. They're great at recognizing patterns. And the E are your elephants. And your elephants, not only do they have great memories, but they're very empathetic. They love collaboration. They love working in teams or learning maybe in a book club. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I want to invite people. If they go to mybrainanimal.com, you could take the quiz. It's, it takes like, it's like, you know, some people say like, what Game of Thrones character are you? Or which <laughs> Harry Potter, that kind of Those thing. The best. And then, yeah. In four minutes, you can find out so much about yourself and mm-hmm. you'll get free training based on your brain type. Or they could, people could post their animal. You know, so there once you, you get it, you get some art, <laughs> some original art, you can post online and let us know what you are. I'm curious, what, you know, what, out of these, which one you feel like you are, you kind of lean towards. Yeah, definitely message me and let me know which, uh, which animal you are. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at ariellaurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.